welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren LaSalle, and I'm a licensed therapist, highly sensitive person, and HSP coach. This bi-weekly podcast is meant for highly sensitive people and their loved ones, as both experiences will be discussed. Thank you for joining me, and let's begin. For today's episode, I am joined by my husband, Cliff, who is not a highly sensitive person, to talk about his experience being married to me, a highly sensitive person. To plan for this conversation, I showed him the HSP self-test, which you can find on hsperson.com, and he picked out the characteristics that he is most aware of in me. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that if you have any ideas for episode topics, if you have any questions for me to answer on the podcast, or if you would like to write an email sharing your story for me to read on the podcast, you can email me at lauren at laurenlasallecoaching.com. You can find out more about my coaching program, as well as resources and links to my social media by visiting my website at laurenlasallecoaching.com. All right, now let's get into the conversation. Hi, Cliff. Hi, happy to be here. All right, so let's get into the list. So the first one is I tend to be very sensitive to pain. Okay. Yeah, for me, uh, dealing with that, I it took a while to get used to. I uh, work at a factory and you get like small cuts and things like that all the time. So um, that one definitely had a learning curve on um, what actually hurt like you physically or in general, like when you like stub your toe or whatever and how strong you'd react. I think because a lot of times with me, when I do something like that, I uh, try and keep it in and, you know, just wince a lot and walk around and you're very vocal. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that also applies to when I'm sick, it tends to affect me a lot more than it would you. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that was an adjustment for you to get used to also. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, you like to let me know how you're feeling. I do. I'm very, uh, vocal about how I'm feeling, which I'm sure is kind of a good thing. And also a not so fun thing on your side. (laughs) Yeah. I guess with, with little stuff, Mm -hmm. small headaches or whatever. Yeah. And I've always been like that too. All right. So the next one is I'm easily overwhelmed by strong sensory input. Yeah. So that one, I have it kind of a little bit with like chewing and everything and hearing it and all that. But I would find that you would be doing that, like having chips or apple slices, whatever. And then right when you're done, you kind of like pick up on whatever sounds I'm making, which could have been exactly what you were doing a second ago. So um, there's been times where I'm like, I want to have potato chips. So I'm just going to stand on the other side of the room and you'll be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm eating chips and you'll kind of laugh and realize I'm just trying to not deal with you staring at me. (laughs) I know. And I do appreciate that you do that too. That's, that's very nice because those sounds do really kind of drive me crazy. Okay, the next one is I find myself needing to withdraw during busy days into bed or into a darkened room or any place where I can have some privacy and relief from stimulation. I think with that one, I really noticed it 
most when we was that our first vacation together going to Disney I think so and like I remember like my mom loves to go to Disney so we used to go all the time and her thing was you have to get there when the park opens and leave when the park closes so we're used to doing you know full days in the Orlando heat and just pushing through it and um when we went together I would give in and we would go back to the hotel to relax for a little while or like just basically swim around in the pool for like a half an hour and then go back to the park. Mm-hmm. And you seem to have kind of accepted that at this point that I need that. Cause that was what, like six years ago, we hadn't even been together for a whole year yet. <laughs> and yeah. in my family, we all need that time to just kind of decompress. And it sounds like your family's the total opposite. So if we hadn't done that, I probably wouldn't have made it through until the parks closed because I would just be cranky <laughs> and tired. With that also, I, I remember um, like early on, you know, like early in dating, we would uh, go out to the bar with friends and everything. And I was used to being, you know, single most of the time when I'd go out. So you kind of go until you kind of tire out and then you kind of say your goodbyes and leave. And I realized quickly that with you, you know, you'd be like, okay, you know, we need to go basically. And I'd be kind of doing like the wind down of like a few more conversations and everything. And I learned quickly, you're like, I need to go is like, I'm like almost falling asleep. Let's go. Mm. Yeah. And I think I've gotten better about like giving you more time to kind Mm. of say goodbye because then I when we were first dating I think I felt bad being like all right I need to go so I would just hold out until I couldn't take it anymore (laughs) and then I would immediately need to leave which I guess in in retrospect is not the best way really to handle that situation so Now I definitely make it a point to kind of notice when I'm hitting that point and then be like, Hey Cliff, I'm going to have to go in like half an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that can push into like 45 minutes because it always comes up quick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the next one is I am particularly sensitive to the effects of caffeine. So I don't know if you want to tell the story of you like I heard about how you were with um, energy drinks because now you just drink like one cup of tea and it usually isn't even caffeinated. So. Yeah. Um, when was this? In my early 20s, I think I was introduced <laughs> to energy drinks and I don't think I even drank caffeine before that. Um, so the first two energy drinks I had, <laughs> I threw them all back up, which you'd think would be my body telling me, like, don't consume this. Um, but it does make me feel very jittery and just kind of like wired if I have too much. And then I think the crash when it wears off is is a lot. Um, so, yeah, I just have like a cup of tea in the morning now and it seems to be kind of the perfect amount (laughs) but really I should have listened to my body back then (laughs) 
Yeah. And I grew up a soda drinker and everything. So I think mm-hmm. when I was a kid, like drinking a soda, then going to bed, just kind of, I think my body weirdly got used to that. So like, oh yeah, I don't always notice caffeine a lot. So it was kind of weird see, hearing you talk about that and, you know, knowing that you can drink like a non-caffeinated tea and be fine throughout the day. Well, my, my tea has caffeine. It's just like a many, many <laughs> amount. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's another thing too, is that you can drink caffeine late in the day and it's fine and you can sleep. But if I drink caffeine after like noon, it doesn't make me feel any more awake. It just makes it so I cannot fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Which is very inconvenient. And maybe that comes from, like, I do factory work, so I wake up at, like, 6 a.m., and I'm at work at 7, and you just got to get going. And I think with a lot of your work, it seems like you've been able to kind of, you know, ramp up into the morning. So the next one is, I am easily overwhelmed by things like bright lights, strong smells, coarse fabrics, or sirens close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... um you cut tags out mm-hmm. out of your clothing. And um, there's been times, I think, where you kind of like, in the middle of the day, you're like, I need to get rid of this tag. <laughs> some of that wasn't that weird because my mom cuts the tags out of her shirts. And I kind of got used to like, that was just a thing. But not like, I don't think it's all of them. But you, it's more or less every single one. Yeah, tags are the worst. And I will sometimes not notice one for part of the day. And then it's just like rubbing on me. and I have to remove it or the day cannot continue. All right. Let's see the next one. I am made uncomfortable by loud noises. I think it will. I noticed it a little bit with uh, going out kind of like before talking about like big events and stuff like the Disney thing where there's just so many people. You know, like with me, I like to just try and like push through and get to the next part of it or like, you know, with like the parks going to the next ride and everything. And I think you need to kind of like not just be in the big swarm of people Mm. and get to that area, but just kind of like cautiously move through. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot, especially big parks like that, because it's usually hot when you're there it's usually loud they're usually a ton of people and it's just a lot to like I don't know process and deal with for me so I do need to kind of take it easy in those situations and have some like downtime if I can the next one is I am deeply moved by the arts or music Mm. yeah so you're a big fan of the opera fan and I learned like the first time we went you know like trying to impress you brought you to uh, Broadway to see Phantom and I look over and you're crying (laughs) during it and then I realized after that we watched the movie and you cried during that and then every time you watch Phantom you cry at some point And um, I didn't know, or I didn't expect it, I guess. 
like every single time. I thought maybe live it'd be different, but it's anytime you watch a movie or sometimes like even a, a music clip from it, I'll look over and you'll be crying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, other things make me cry too, like other musicals, or especially if it's live, I kind of get, I think I get like really excited and then I'll start crying. Um or like TV shows, but I don't know. There's something about Phantom of the Opera. I've seen it, like, I couldn't even tell you how many times. Three times on Broadway. <laughs> I've seen the movie a zillion times, and there's something about it that just really gets to me. And I I think that was <laughs> probably a lot for you to process. <laughs> yeah, it was a little surprising. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like some like TV shows, especially those reality shows where the people like um, Undercover Boss, where they're given, you know, money or help for whatever. Oh, man, those really, really make me cry too. But especially the arts and music. I mean, I've done theater and I've played instruments for like pretty much my whole life. So theater and music have a really big um, part in my life. So I don't know. It kind of makes sense, I guess, that it would be emotionally, I don't know what the word is. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. There we go. (laughs) Okay. The next one is (laughs) I startle easily. Yeah. I I learned that with, uh, when we got our first cat, he, uh, he figured out a good way to startle you a lot. He, uh, which isn't a good habit, but he dump, jumps on the uh, the door frame at like eye level a lot of times, and he waits for you. I've watched him. You be in the bathroom, and he'd just be waiting outside. And right when you open the door, he'd jump up, jump away, and run. And it's it's like a game, and uh, definitely startle pretty easily. Yes. But the funny thing about him doing that is that he is also highly sensitive and everything makes him get scared. And yet he thinks it's so hilarious (laughs) to scare me. Mm -hmm. And I also remember um, at one of our apartments, you would like walk around this corner or something. And sometimes we'd be going... (laughs) in opposite directions and it would (laughs) I would just scream because I didn't know you were right there (laughs) which I think you got tired of pretty fast but I mean (laughs) sometimes I was like how did that scare you you were just talking to me like things (laughs) like that yeah because I didn't know you were right there um let's see I think this is the last one yes the last one I make a point to avoid violent movies and tv shows yeah, I feel like you, you've sometimes told me that you try to avoid them, but I feel like I get home and you're like, oh, during lunch, I just watched a scary movie and now my stomach hurts. And um, I feel like you don't avoid them very well, but you talk about <laughs> trying to avoid them and like making a note that like after I watch a scary movie, you know, my stomach hurts. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I guess I would say I don't, I, if it, when it comes to movies 
NTV shows. Like if it's if it's a scripted fake thing, I don't avoid it. Or sometimes even if it's based on a real thing. If it's like the news and it's violent or something, I or sad, I can't, I can't do that. I definitely try to avoid that. But I think I started really getting into like horror movies and dark stuff when I was really depressed, like in my uh, late teens, early 20s, because it just felt kind of relatable, I guess, like the mood. And so that's why I think I I like that. But now it definitely does give me a stomach ache, even though I still enjoy them sometimes. I think I don't always enjoy them as much as I used to. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to say like a lot of this stuff kind of like sounds like a lot to deal with or almost negative sometimes, but you know, with how you are, you know, you care very deeply for me. Like if I'm not feeling well, or if I'm having a bad day, you definitely catch on very quick and you kind of feel it out to see if you should, you know, try and help me out with it or give me space. And I feel like, you know, a lot of this stuff was negative, but it's not like bad. And a lot of the good stuff is great in comparison of just how much you care and uh, what you do for me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think, I mean, you have really taken, I feel like taken the time to learn about me and all of these like, you know. Uh, quirks. Yeah, I feel like you've taken a lot of time to learn about my quirks and you (laughs) accept them now, even if at first it was kind of a lot to take in. Um, Mm -hmm. And you definitely try to be as accommodating as you can when there are things that I kind of can't really have much control over, like hearing the chewing. I... I don't know what to do about that. Like that, I just need the space, I think. So it's not so loud. So I really appreciate that you do, you do things like that. Hmm. And um, some of the stuff is like fun to hear about. Cause like you have some childhood things you talk about with like your socks and overalls. Yeah. So. Well, the overalls. So I exclusively wore overalls in fifth grade because I was so tall and so thin and um back in that time they didn't have so many like clothing options I guess that fit that body type and so I had to wear overalls (laughs) because it was the only thing that fit my my waist um yeah and as a kid I I used to I guess this was when I was pretty young I would pull my sock away from my like out like the toe part out away from my foot and fold it over and then put my shoe on. And uh, I think that might have been because of the seam. I didn't like how the seam felt. I don't know. But I've always had kind of weird little things like that. um, That my parents were like, what are you doing? But I think you, you are aware of those things. And you kind of understand where it comes from. And you somehow know what to do to help me (laughs) in most situations I would say and also you are um 
very validating of, of how I feel and very supportive. And I, I wish everybody had somebody like you. Thank you. I do my best.